In America today, pornography, at least as it's been traditionally defined, is everywhere. I mean, it's not just a stack of naughty magazines sold from behind the drugstore counter anymore. Milder forms of it can be seen on billboards along the highway. Stronger forms are out in the open now, too, right next to the candy rack at your local convenient mart or gas station. Now, that means that it's not only in the line of sight of your children, but well within their grasp, too. Of course, this isn't the worst of it. Many parents have retained some of the worst of it in their satellite or cable TV packages, in high-definition motion picture and in living color, by the way. It leaves nothing to the imagination. Still worse, others have freely given their children their own private access to it. And it travels with them to school, to play, and, well, then to bed each night via their smartphones. Protecting the eyes, hearts, minds, souls, and spirits of our kids against an ever-present, socially acceptable poison. That's next on Licensed to Parent. Well, welcome, my friend. Thanks for tuning in once again to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. Shepherd's Hill is a year-long, Christ-centered residential program working with troubled teens, and our goal on the program is to export some of what we learn here so that you can be more intentional as a parent and avoid the need for residential care. I'm Rich Rosel, and joining me on the program is the founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy, Trace Embry. And uh, Trace, I've heard you share some pretty disturbing stories about how pornography is now becoming more and more accepted, not only by our culture at large, but even by parents who are supposed to be engineering the future of our society. Mm -hmm. So what what's going on here? You know, we certainly have a spiritual blinding in our society today, that's for sure. Uh, then there's that frog in the boiling water idea. You know, we've been groomed to get used to some pretty awful stuff. Uh, you know, on one hand, I'm astonished at, uh, at the level of cognitive dissonance that so many people are exercising today. And uh, not just in the realm of pornography either, but in all aspects of life. Uh, on the other hand, uh, I'm not surprised at all because you know, I've been warning people for over 30 years, uh, long before uh, Shepherd's Hill opened its doors for residential care, and long before this broadcast, I've been warning people about what was going to happen. I just didn't think I'd live long enough to see our society plunge into the depths of depravity that we're seeing today. So if you allow me to whip that old dead horse again, Rich, uh, I have to go back to the postmodern worldview that so many Americans have, uh, have accepted uh, and adopted. And, and that's now ingrained as part of our politically correct culture. We've sacrificed uh, objective truth, facts, and logic, and we've replaced it with subjectivity, feelings, and emotions. So now we create our own reality. There are no objective truths anymore. That's just too narrow and too rigid for the postmodern thinker. But I like what Ben Shapiro has said. He said, facts don't care about your feelings. And the fact is, pornography is destroying the lives of a whole lot of people and families. Unfortunately, some of those families are our own families, and some of those people are our own kids. Well, you're absolutely right, Trace, and uh, that's why we've invited uh, a specialist back onto the program to, uh, to talk to us about this. Uh, she's author Kristen Jensen, and uh, she's going to be giving us an update, I hope, on what I would call a cultural pandemic, perhaps. Kristen was with us last, uh, back in 2017. She's the author of the best-selling Good Pictures, Bad Pictures series of read-aloud books for kids that have sold, by the way, over 150,000 copies worldwide and in seven languages. These books help kids develop an internal filter against inappropriate content. 
Uh, by the way, Kristen is also the founder of Protect Young Minds. That's an organization dedicated to helping parents empower their kids with tools to resist and reject pornography. That includes the new Brain Defense Digital Safety Curriculum for elementary students. Kristen, by the way, is an active member of the Safeguard Alliance of the National Coalition to End Sexual Exploitation. In 2019, she spoke at the United Nations Civil Society Conference, and she's also testified before the Washington State Senate Law and Justice Committee on the Public Health Crisis of Pornography. Kristen's also a mom of three children, and uh, her latest honor, I understand, is becoming a grandma. She and her husband live in Washington State. Uh, Kristen, or Grandma Kristen, welcome to Licensed to Parent. Glad to have you back. Thanks so much, Rich and Trace. It's great to be with you, too. Again, love talking with you and love your work as well. Well, thank you. Oh, thank you, ma'am. You know, the world certainly changed, and uh, a lot has happened since we last talked, especially out in your neck of the woods. Are you seeing what I'm seeing? I mean, it it seems like so many people, including a smattering of of, uh, parents, believe it or not, that I've talked to, that are almost giving up on trying to get the world to see the dangers in pornography. Uh, it's as if maybe, you know, they become desensitized to it to the point of, well, if you can't beat them, join them type of thing. I don't know. Uh, I hope you're experiencing something different. Can you weigh in on that? Well, I'm sure that some people are giving up. It's a daunting problem. But we can do something about it. We can educate our kids. And we can work to give them an internal filter against the, you know, the toxic harms of pornography. And if we educate kids, and teach them not only what pornography is, but why it's harmful, and then what to do when they see it, we are giving them a chance to have a happy, healthy future without, you know, the toxic drag of pornography uh, on their young minds. Yeah. What can you tell us about your your work and about your website that that would encourage folks to get back into the fight for those who are discouraged? I think it's good that some of those folks hear your voice on this right now. Sure. Well, there are studies that show, and also just a lot of anecdotal stories I have, uh, that show that when children are warned at a young age and are given good, healthy information about sex, um, they don't need to go to the Internet to find out about it because what they're going to find on the Internet is a toxic form of, of sex, and um, we want to teach them a healthy uh, form and something that will uh, improve and help them be happy in their futures. Mm-hmm. And I understand that the people that come to you have definitely, um, you know, really been harmed and their kids have been harmed. And that's what right. we're trying to prevent uh, with all of the resources that we have at Protect Young Minds. So obviously that includes our books, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, and Good Pictures, Bad Pictures Junior for younger children. Because as soon as a child gets access to the Internet, they need to um, be taught the dangers, some of the dangers and exactly what to do when, you know, when they have a first exposure to uh, any kind of pornographic, hypersexualized material. So there is something you can do. Prevention is not always uh, the most popular thing. I mean, it, it seems like it's really hard to be proactive sometimes. We're always busy putting out the fires. But mm-hmm. if we can give an ounce of prevention, you know, it will be worth a pound of cure. And so, um, you know, the resources we have with the books help parents 
begin those conversations, continue those conversations um, so that kids know exactly, you know, what to do when they, when they see pornography. Sure. I'll just share one story. It's one of my favorite stories. Um, a child, uh, a little boy, was uh, his mother read him good pictures, bad pictures. He was in the third grade. He went to school. One of his classmates had a cell phone, a smartphone, and showed him pornography. Well, this little boy recognized it for what it was. He turned away, and when he went home, he told his mom all about it. And he said, Mom, I was scared, but I knew what to do. Mm-hmm. I was scared, but I knew what to do. And wow. yeah. um, I tell this story a lot because it, it illustrates, A, that children can be educated and they will follow through, especially young children, and that it's a burden for them. If they don't know what to do, they don't even know how to describe it. You know, they don't have the vocabulary to know even what happened to them, what they saw. And um, so... This is a, hopefully this is a story of hope that children can be taught what to do. And when they are taught, um, you know, then they can get the help that they deserve from mm-hmm. their parents. I've often wondered why pornography is allowed to run so rampant, so freely, so often uh, in so many places. I mean, do you find any place for pornography anywhere in a civilized society? Why would we so freely promote this stuff, even for adults? Well, I personally don't see that uh, it is helpful for anyone. I believe that you know a healthy sexual uh, relationship with your spouse, um, you know, is all about creating a unique, you know, loving relationship, and that you know it's one that builds emotional bonds. And helps you value the, the whole individual. It's empowered. It's, it's uplifting. And this is what we need to teach our kids. But mm-hmm. pornography is the exact opposite. I mean, it's often violent. We're not talking the hypersexualized pictures at, on the grocery aisle. We're talking, right. you know, extremely violent, degrading um, sexual. I'll just act. go ahead and say it. It's perverted. It's disturbing. Right. It's it's not normal. It's stuff that. I think when, uh, to the degree that uh, even the, some of the healthiest adults are exposed to it, you know, they become insatiable in their appetites uh, as we are as human beings. We can, you know, whether it's food or, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, whatever. But in this case, there's some pretty crazy stuff out there. And then when you go home to your wife after 10 years, it's like, oh, or your husband, it's like, okay, this is kind of boring in comparison. So... Can you well, talk they, about that? Right, because pornography teaches that sex is just performance, entertainment, and uh, a distraction from, you know, the challenges or the lonely feelings you might have. Whereas, you know, healthy sexual relationships is something completely different. It's opposite. And if we can teach children from a young age, right. you know, the purpose, the real purpose of, of a healthy sexual relationship and how it's different from what porn is teaching, mm-hmm. that gives them a much stronger argument so that they'll stay away from it because eventually they're going to have to choose, right? Everyone has yep. to choose, and they're going to have to choose. We have to give them good, persuasive arguments, clear arguments about why pornography is harmful 
not only to themselves, their brains, because it's addictive, but to, to their relationships, their future relationships, and to the world, because pornography is very linked, completely and totally linked with sex trafficking. And so all of these arguments, we need to layer these discussions as children get older so that they know that pornography is is harmful to them, to their lives, and to the world. Right. I'm just curious about this real quick, and that is that, you know, we're, we're talking about teaching this to young children, but we are teaching it to young children in a culture in which sexual influence, not even pornography, it is so pervasive. I mean, you know, what's the old adage? Sex sells. And, uh, and, and it's all around us. We're teaching young kids how to say, no, that's very wise, I think. But when those hormones kick in that Trace was just talking about, in reality, do we stand a chance? Can we win this battle? I believe we can. Because just like we want to teach our children to have self-discipline in other areas of their lives, you know, if we want them to be good at athletics, at playing a musical instrument, at whatever, you know, pursuit, at academics, whatever that, you know, they're involved in, we can also teach them sexual self-discipline mm. and that it has the same benefits, right? It gives, yeah. gives you more control. It has a better outcome. You cannot become, you know, a healthy athlete or a, you know, a, a wonderful musician uh, or a good student without self-discipline. And you cannot have a happy, healthy sexual life um, without self-discipline. It's the same. Yep, and I think a lot of parents miss that right there. And, and in fact, in a lot of parenting, we miss teaching our kids how to be self-controlled, how to be disciplined. And, and you're absolutely right that's what it's going to take. I so appreciate your your uh, touch yeah. on that. Hey, well, we have to take a quick break on Licensed to Parent. We're talking today with uh, Kristen Jensen, and uh, she has written an entire book series for, for teaching younger kids the dangers of pornography and, uh, and how to avoid that and how to make good life choices as they move forward into the teen years and beyond. It's the Good Pictures, Bad Pictures series. And uh, we'll give you more information about that later on in the program. You're listening to Licensed to Parent with our host, Trace Embry. We'll be back with more conversation with our guest, Kristen Jensen, in just a moment. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on resources and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherds Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Help by troubledteen.org. Your children are teens now. They're growing up and gaining independence. That's kind of the point of parenting, isn't it? You're raising future responsible adults, but they're not responsible adults yet. 
They may be able to do things on their own, but you still want to be able to contact them and you want to equip them for success. So you decide to get them a smartphone. But why a smartphone? For most people, that means 24-7 access to everything on the planet. And that's not wise, nor is it healthy. Digital addiction is prevalent these days. In fact, we see teens of all ages dealing with mental health and behavioral issues rooted in overuse of technology. Issues that affect health, wellness, ability to focus, performance in academics, and more. That's why at Licensed to Parent, we want you to choose a wise phone alternative instead of a smartphone. More information is available at LicensedToParent.org slash wisephone. You're listening to Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherds Hill Academy, a Christ-centered year-long residential program working with teens in crisis. And as we always say, our goal is to export what we're learning inside the gate to help you and your family avoid the need for residential care and be very intentional in your parenting as you as you raise your kids. Uh, we're talking today on Licensed to Parent with Kristen Jensen. She's author of the Good Pictures, Bad Pictures series of books for uh, for young people. Uh, that helps them learn to uh, protect themselves against pornography and other issues that uh, that are rather harmful to young and old alike. She's also founder of Protect Young Minds. You'll find that at protectyoungminds.org. And uh, we're delighted to have her back again on Licensed to Parent, trying to kind of get an update on where culture is these days. Yeah. Well, Kristen, uh, if people are getting canceled by uh, Silicon Valley, you know, Twitter, Facebook, and Google for simply exercising, you know, conservative thought, their political views, and their moral values. Uh, and if pornography is as dangerous as you and I understand it to be, why isn't big tech banning uh, pornography on their platforms? That's a really good question. And um, when I have a question like that, I just say, you know, follow the money. Um, there's a lot of money to be made from uh, pornography. They've changed their business model. Now it's more like an advertising, like a YouTube, right? Um, Pornhub is huge, and uh, there's always, you know, money to be made. So I feel that we need to protect our children. We need to teach them. And as they get into teens, we need to tell them, you know, how social media and big tech companies are playing them and using them and that they're uh, manipulating them. Yeah. So, you know, we need to teach our kids to be free and be able to think freely and act yeah. freely. I can tell you this, kids don't want to be played. That is for sure. Uh, but what can parents do uh, to, you know, rally the troops, uh, the, the remnant of people who still have some kind of um, moral code uh, what can they do to fight against all that money? Uh, is, is, are, there, are there any strategies in, in place to bring some sanity back into the equation? Well, you know, I really believe that, you know, you could waste a lot of time trying to fight, but when it's your own kid, you really just need to circle the wagons in a sense, focus on your family, focus on your child's uh, spiritual, mental, emotional health, and mm -hmm. actually give them, you know, some armor and some ways to think about this um, so that they grow up and they're independent and that they can protect their, their own minds from all of the negative uh, harms of pornography, which include, 
you know, child-on-child harmful sexual behavior. Studies right. show that children that are exposed to pornography are more, you know, three times more likely to engage in, you know, harmful sexual behavior on other children. And um, six times more likely to engage in uh, aggressive sexual behavior, like rape. So, mm-hmm. you know, pornography is harmful to children. And um, while sure. I'm not out there fighting big tech in, you know, there are organizations, the National Center on Sexual Exploitation is, is doing a lot there. But I am really trying to empower parents with resources for their own children so that their children can grow up free from the harms of pornography and live healthy lives and have a great marriage, have a great sex life, you know, when they are adults and not be addicted or, um, you know, harmed and poisoned by that, the material that's so easy and so depraved sure. that's, that's out there. Well, you know, the Lord's Prayer, lead us not into temptation. And I'm thinking that, you know, we do have uh, uh, certainly a responsibility to our kids to, uh, you know, follow the, the Romans 12-2 model, don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But I do think there's something to be said about uh, fighting in tandem with your kid to impact our culture. I mean, all great revivals started with, with, with young people. And so I do think there's, uh, there's something to that. Uh, to make a uh, a better place for our, our posterity to have a fighting chance, um, but I what absolutely do you say? agree, Trace. I do, and we all have a part. We all can play a part in this, and um, and I think young people are out there starting to to fight and starting to educate others about the problems. Um, mm-hmm. And there are organizations that are doing that, and um, and I support those. It's a big fight. <laughs> But first, we have to persuade our kids to, you know, to see the truth about pornography and not to be sucked into it. Yeah, right. Well, Kristen, I don't know where the time went, but uh, we need to have you back because I, I just scratched the surface on the questions I wanted to ask you. But can you give us some final thoughts of encouragement to our parents listening? Uh, because it's easy to paint this terrible, uh, ugly picture without understanding the fact that all things will work out for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. Uh, but we have to exercise uh, uh, those principles, live those things out that, that the word of God calls us to live out. What encouragement do you have for parents right now? Well, I do want to encourage parents. They can take steps. They can um, educate their children about what pornography is, why it's harmful, and what to do when they see it. They can give them a definition, they can give them a warning, and they can give them a plan, and all of that um, are in my books, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the candy plan for older kids. We've got the turn, run, tell for the younger kids. And as we teach children and as it becomes normal to talk about these things and to be open about these conversations, our children will have the strength to um, be a light, right, to yeah. others, not only to help themselves, but help their friends and be a light to others. Mm. You know, yesterday I talked to a young man, he's in his 20s, he got addicted to pornography in his teens, but with the help of his um, parents, um, clergy, and other resources, 
Um, I'll give a shout out to Fortify uh, at joinfortify.com, which is a kind of an online uh, app to help people uh, get out of pornography. And, um, you know, with all of those things and his own kind of plan, he is able to, he's married, he has a child, he's, he's happy, he's, he's got a great career. And, and so even though kids can be wounded by pornography and they'll probably all get exposed to it, that doesn't mean they have to succumb or that their right. lives are going to be ruined. There is hope and we can just do our part. Yeah, we're, we're never beyond redemption, are we? Absolutely. And there's, no matter what happens, in the world, and it's been a tough year, but, yes. um, you know, we can be, um, you know, in our hearts and with our, uh, with our circle of influence, we can be a light and we can help our children understand how to stay safe and healthy and, and be happy. Yeah. Well, God bless you, Kristen. You know, something we didn't touch on, and I think it's really important, so I'm going to try to squeeze this in. Uh, you can educate your kids about pornography long before the birds and the bees uh, uh, conversation, and it'll make that conversation a whole lot easier. Uh, but can you just affirm or refute what I just said? Yes, absolutely. In fact, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, both books are written uh, so that you can read them to your children before you've ever had the, uh, the talk about sex or, or started those talks. Although I would encourage you to start them earlier rather than later. Sure. But no, you can start because unfortunately kids are probably going to be exposed to some of this material and uh, they need to know they deserve. No child deserves to face the porn industry alone and they need right. to know what to do um, and how to do it. Yeah. And, and we have this other program called uh, Brain Defense, which is for 9 to 12 years old. It's a curriculum, but it's also, we have it for families. You can find it under the curriculum tab at protectyoungminds.org. And it's a wonderful way to help uh, fortify your children against pornography and against all kinds of dangers on the Internet. So check out Brain Defense. Digital Safety on ProtectYoungMinds.org. Yeah, and thank you for mentioning the website because I was going to get you to plug it uh, while you were with us today. I'm, in fact, looking at your site right now. You've got a number of resources on there, uh, even a quick start guide to help you figure out where you are and where you need to be. There's a blog, uh, links to Kristen's books, uh, the curriculum that she mentioned, and much more. And again, that's Protect Young Minds. Dot org, not dot com. ProtectYoungMinds.org, and you can find it all there. Kristen, you have been a blessing once again. Thanks for being with us on Licensed to Parent today. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you, ma'am. It's been an honor and a pleasure. And again, today's guest on Licensed to Parent has been Kristen Jensen, and uh, she's author of the Good Pictures, Bad Pictures series and also founder of Protect Young Minds. Again, more information is available at ProtectYoungMinds.org. And that is it for today's edition of Licensed to Parent. If you missed part of today's program or you'd like to hear it or any of our past programs again, including Kristen's last visit with us back in 2017, uh, you can do so on our website at LicensedToParent.org. By the way, speaking of the challenges of helping our kids avoid pornography or cyberbullying, the ever-present distractions caused by an overabundance of screens, one of the challenges uh, that we parents have is that we still want our kids to be able to reach us when they're out and about. 
Unfortunately, the most prevalent method of doing that is with a smartphone, the very device that opens the door to the challenges that we've discussed today. Well, I am happy to let you know that we have found what we think is a wise alternative to a smartphone. And if you'd like to learn more about what we've found, we've assembled some information on our website. And you can find that when you go to licensedtoparent.org slash wisephone. Again, that's licensedtoparent.org slash wisephone. Our guest coordinator on License to Parent is Daniel Fazina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal, inviting you back again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.